coffee, my old friend. I've come to order you again. Dan Schaefer looking at us like, why are you I playing this song? It's, it's, it was a previous conversation that we're having about coffee. What's your sweet spot coffee per day? Uh, I'll probably drink two or three cups a day, probably. I have two young kids, so I, I need the caffeine to keep me going. Yeah. So. What do you think of decaf coffee? I'm not for it. No. I'm against it, actually. Yeah. I would I would actually protest against it. <laughs> wow, you're on some kind <laughs> of soapbox today. In the era of protesting, I would actually protest against. I would actually line up on the street with a sign that says no decaf, with the you know the circle with the line. What's stopping you? After the show today, just go right out on <laughs> Wisconsin I, Avenue. I, I, it's right here. Busy right? streets. I'm with you. Pony it up. Don't, <laughs> yeah, let's see if you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk. <laughs> All right, we didn't bring you here to talk about coffee. But, I could talk coffee, but yeah. yeah. Uh, you seem like you're a reasonable guy when it comes to coffee. Um, Dan, of course, Dan Schaefer, outstanding local journalist. The Recombobulation area is his work. How do people find out about that? Uh, you can you can find me. I publish on Substack, the Recombobulation area, dot news. You can also find me on Twitter, where I will occasionally tweet about things other than the Milwaukee Bucks at Dan R. Schaefer. Yeah, but your Buck stuff is good, too, because you are a, a consummate fan of That's the right. Bucks. And That's right. And a big sports fan all the way around. you got to be Wisconsin excited. sports fan, absolutely. Yes, yeah, and you got to be excited about the uh, the start uh, against the Lakers there. Not, not a bad win. Very excited for this season with Damian Lillard. It's going to be really fun. Because we don't know what it is. Like, right. like how, like you know, the pick and roll takes on a whole new level, a basic basketball play, but now it takes on this whole new dimension with Giannis and Lillard. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I asked a question of somebody last week about the changes in the locker room, if there would be any, uh, since you know we've got this new guy, and he seemed to indicate that no, they're both professional and they can handle it. Yeah, that seems to be the vibe with this team. You know, they have a very stable internal culture that that you know Giannis and Chris Middleton have established over a decade with the team. I mean they have, you know, it's it's a it's a really it's a really fun team to follow. And it's with the Packers being, you know, we don't know what they are yet and the Brewers you know, disappointing us once again in the playoffs. The the Bucks are kind of our franchise that we need to like support. It's and, the one we can look forward to, yeah, and, and some of the college teams. Yeah, and they, yeah, don't even get me started on the bench. How about that? The Milwaukee Bucks being the most reliable professional sports there franchise. We... If you had told me that a decade Woo! ago, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that story has shifted, hasn't it? <laughs> and stories do shift. So the stadium package that the Assembly's looking at today, voting on today, modified. Let's, let's hit the nuts and bolts of that. What's different? Mm-hmm. What's the same? So as this has gone through the process, through the amendments, I think the bill, bill has really improved uh, in the month that, is, that has been discussed. You know, Republicans proposed their version uh, in mid-September. It's gone through the amendment process. So there is now, you know, uh, some you know, kind of complicated internal things about how to collect sales taxes, making that a little bit more efficient that will, will help local governments, uh, changing the way that they pay into some employee retirement programs, but also adding this pathway to development uh, for American Family Field. You know, this is something that I and many others have talked about in this deal, that there's, that an investment like this, you know, multi-hundred million dollar investment should be more of a catalyst for development around American Family Field. They have added this thing that would be a study so it's it's not a commitment to actually doing anything. It's a commitment to study the possibility of development around American Family Field. I think they should and can go a little bit farther there to require that development. Because as I wrote about in my piece today at the Recombobulation Area, and I wrote last week in a breakdown uh, at Milwaukee Record, if you look at the Bucks deal that that you know helped build Pfizer Forum helped develop the the Deer District, the city was able to be a little bit more proactive there. So the city's portion of the deal there allowed them to to vote on a tax incremental financing district 
that developed the Deer District, that, that helped you know foster the type of ancillary development, the trade hotel, some of the other developments that were going up that we're not seeing in the American Family Field deal. Yeah. And I think that is one of the big differences It's there. missing that piece. It absolutely is. And I don't typically go with rumors, but one of the rumors that's swirling around is the brewers are secretly trying to acquire property in and around their parking lots. You ever heard anything about this? I haven't, I haven't heard anything specifically. You know, I, I have heard, you know, that they've wanted to make sure any land that they own, uh, for development would be tax exempt, uh, which is interesting. So it maybe leads to, to a possibility in the future, but I think they have been pretty resistant to any type of development on their, you know, the, the very many parking lots that they have around the, around the stadium. And I think it would be better in the long term to have more of that direct economic development like we saw with the Pfizer Forum deal. You know, if the logic here to make this state investment, to make this local investment is to foster greater economic development, why are they standing in the way of it right in their backyard, right around the stadium? You and I have talked about this before. I don't get it because anything that boosts your business and their business is the, the stadium and the brewers right now, um, this, should be a, this should be a no-brainer. And, you know, I... I the reason I, I would like to see a little more specific language about that piece is because then it, it, it moves it other than just mentioning it. It mm. actually puts an, an impetus to do something about it. And I get the tailgating piece. I'm mm-hmm. a guy that's tailgated since the 70s, yeah. Old County Stadium, then American Family Fields. I get that. But I also drive by that, and I see those parking lots sitting there. That's not a good use of property. And then you can mention even the the, the spurs that go up and down from 94 east west it's just not a good use of our land mm-hmm. and it's, it's 200 something... it's 200 some days a year that it's empty right yeah. i mean it's 80 games a year it's you know however many playoff games you might add on there events you might add on there you know it's it's not a great use i think there are some other things in the deal uh that could be improved upon as well and i think uh if you look at the fire forum deal and you look at this deal i think we can learn some lessons from the way in which that was successful so that you have the piece on the city level uh, wanting to to create the type of development like we're seeing, I think we also could see, you know, I I think it is really difficult to to wrestle with the fact that this is the only place giving a local contribution to this is the city of Milwaukee, Milwaukee right, County. Right. It was the five county tax for for yeah. however long it was. What I'm I'm sorry, but Waukesha and Ozaukee County can afford to pitch into this deal, even if it's not at the same level as Milwaukee. They can afford it to, but they don't want to. Exactly. But I think to, to have the local contribution of this deal be Milwaukee only, especially after the shared revenue and local sales tax battle that we had earlier this year to, to basically stave Milwaukee off from bankruptcy, that's a really difficult pill to swallow. I think you can add outside of Waukesha and Ozaukee, you can even go to the south. I think, yeah. you know, Kenosha, Racine, the whole southeastern Wisconsin area should be able to contribute. That's the elephant in the room right now. That's the argument that I hear all the time from people about that they are sick and tired of being taxed to death. And is this team really worth it? I always say, you don't want this team to leave. You don't want this team to leave because we will have absolutely no baseball ever again here in the area. So what are actually the numbers? Do you have hard numbers for people? Yeah, so basically the way the deal breaks down, it has $411 million in state funding, and then it has $135 million in local funding split evenly between the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County. Which, that lo- which is the change that just happened. That is one of the changes. But as, you know, as I've been following this deal and as I've heard in reporting on it, you know, 
I think those local numbers were a little bit inflated so that they could get the media narrative of saying, hey, we reduced the local contribution. Well, I don't think that local contribution was ever going to be $200 million combined no, no. to begin with. Start so, high, go low. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a little bit playing with the numbers that they did there. Uh, real quick, we've got to take a break, but we'll follow up on that because one of the interesting things, that, the takeaways that I have is I'm, list- I'm looking at the responses of local leaders, why I think this, this plan will go forward probably almost as written now is you have all the local leaders that are, that matter, right? Mayor, uh, county executive, and a lot of other folks, including some critics. Christine Sinicki is one I'm just looking at right now. Who's, she's pleased with the, the new changes. So when you see that kind of momentum, typically that means it's going to go forward. Dan Schaefer, our guest, can find his work, Recombobulation Area. We'll take a break here. Listen, of course, to WTMG now, Stephen Carroll. Never say no to Bruce Springsteen. How about that? It's the second time in a week that someone's played Springsteen in and around my birthday. I'm not saying he played it for me because he's my favorite artist, but yeah, I'm just okay. saying Charlie looking out for me on this Tuesday. My birthday was last week, you know. I know. I brought your present in yesterday. She brought brownies that should be illegal. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about a delicious brownie, and then she puts, I don't know, like a thick layer of... It's ganache is what it is, which is nothing, is nothing more than chocolate and whipping cream. I Melted. felt like I, I needed a nap after having a pizza. You do kind of get into a glycemic coma oh after you God. eat it. It's really... it's, But they're... They're good. I got to make sure to schedule my next visits around your birthday, <laughs> yes. then, so that I can take advantage of these as well. Yeah. I should have I should have left it here because now I'm staring at this thing every time I turn around in my kitchen. There's this delicious brownie. Well, I made it for you and your lovely wife because you've been so generous with me with your garden and things like that. And I noticed last night. We'll, we'll get to you, Dan, in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Poor I Dan. noticed last night that front to, uh, in this morning there's a little piece missing last night. So Mrs. Scafidi apparently had some late at night last. Well, night. that's good for her. Yes, I'm glad. So, uh, all right, Schaefer. Carol had a question. Okay, here's my, my. I have two questions actually, but my first one is: as a journalist, outside of the money, which I know is the big, 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 big issue. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. Uh, outside of the money, you as a journalist, what are you hearing from people? Are some of their other major concerns about this deal? And piggybacking on that, I want you to talk about the importance of keeping this team here in the city. Yeah, I think. You know, I, I touched on it a little bit, but I think the the wanting to to see this as an investment that will be a catalytic impact for the neighborhood surrounding it, for Milwaukee, for Milwaukee County, I think that is one of the pieces of this deal that is you know outside of the money that is missing because I think I think people don't want to see this see the area around American Family Field the same now in 2023 as at the end of this lease in 2050. I think you want to see transformation. And if you're going to spend what is more than $545 million, you want to see that impact to go to the surrounding neighborhoods, to the surrounding communities, to Milwaukee County, to the city of Milwaukee. And I think there is opportunity to do that, but that has, that hasn't been seized. And I think the brewers have been, from what I've been hearing, pretty resistant to, to any type of development around the stadium. I think adding this, this working group to study development is a sign that that the public is behind this idea. You know, we published something a year ago at the Recombobulation Area advocating for the brewers having a quote-unquote beer district. That that idea has gotten a lot of momentum since then. I think people would be on board with that, especially after seeing the success uh, of the deer district. And, and and to answer your your second question, then, you know, I'm not I'm not the type of person who is completely 
ideologically opposed to any public funding for a stadium deal. I think, you know, I wrote in my column today that I'm currently a no on the deal as currently constructed, but I wrote that you, we can get to yes. There's still room to improve this deal, uh, it, you know, to, to add in some of those requirements to create more economic development in the neighborhood surrounding Maybe lessen the financial burden both on the state, which I still don't understand why it grew from a $290 million proposal from the governor to a more than $600 million proposal from when the when the Republicans introduced it a month ago. And I think you can also uh, take a look at, you know, adding something like a ticket surcharge, you know, and having the people that that pay to go to games, including for non-brewers events, including for non-brewers against having a ticket surcharge for those games, like is the case for Pfizer Forum that is adding tens of millions of dollars to the construction of that deal and not having to burden on the local taxpayer the way that this does, I think there are ways to get to yes. Um, and so it, w- one of the people I quoted in the story is uh, Democratic Assembly Representative Evan Goike, who has been a longtime member of the Joint Finance Committee, uh, a respected member of the Democratic Caucus. He wrote in his newsletter that he wants to get to yes as well, but can't can't see himself voting for this deal in its current form. And he is somebody that backed the Pfizer forum deal. Uh, and so I think, you know, and Steve, you touched on this a little bit too. There are some interesting political dynamics with this deal where you are going to need a bipartisan vote. You're going to need some democratic votes to get it over the finish lines. And why wouldn't the Democrats in the legislature use this rare moment that they almost never have, where they have some leverage in a deal to, to try to improve this, uh, before ultimately passing it. We can take a break here. We're joined by Dan Schaefer from the Recombobulation Area. We've got two questions. A public policy polling did a survey. More than 1,300 Wisconsin voters about the stadium subsidy plan. I just want to get your reaction after the break. Only 29% said they support the money for the stadium subsidy. And we'll get to more with Dan Schaefer after this on WTMJ. And we've got a couple of minutes left with great political journalists from Milwaukee and reporting about state politics and all the issues we talk about. Dan Schaefer joining us from the recombobulation area. Real quick, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, public policy polling did a survey. About 1,300 Wisconsin voters, Twenty only 29% supported using tax money for a stadium subsidy. Does that surprise you? Now, these deals are not always that popular. And, and I think that, you know, maybe the, the, some of the questions in this were leading us in a certain direction. If you saw the press release from this one, I think, you know, where, where some of the folks, uh, behind this one stand. But I think regardless, it is, it is an interesting sign that there, the public support is not there yet for this. Yeah. And then the, the other one that we, I wanted to get your response to was, what do you think once the Senate gets their hands on this? I think, I assume the uh, Assembly will pass it today. What that final version might look like, look like uh, there's a lot of people that, like me that love the idea of making this a year round destination place versus just having it for Brewers baseball and summer events. What do you think? Yeah, I think one of the things that I've I've heard, you know, Republican Senate leaders talk about in interviews is is adding that ticket surcharge. And I think that is, you know, something that that didn't make the cut for amendments uh in the assembly. Um we'll see if those are reintroduced when there is a floor session today. These floor sessions can be unpredictable, but I do expect it to pass the assembly today with a bipartisan vote. I think it'll be a little bit more of an uphill climb in the Senate. And I and as I mentioned before, this is this deal is not a home run. There's room to improve this deal. It I think is not that, an easy yes, but I think, I think t- it can get to yes. Yeah, yeah, the ticket surcharge to me is a huge, because then the people who are utilizing the stadium are helping. Exactly. It's not just average Joe, you know, at 85th and Burleigh. Right, and and we just had this shared revenue battle where the, the city needed new funding and to come right back 
and ask for to shave off a little bit of that funding for the stadium that could otherwise go to police and fire and libraries and Department of Public Works and all the different things that the city funds is a tough pill to swallow. Dan Schaefer, local political journalist, outstanding writer for Recombobulation Area, joins us every Tuesday, 930, and you're going to be hosting WTMJ Nights Thursday night here on WTMJ. That's right, Thursday, 6 to 9, three hours Whoa. of live radio. I'm going, to have to, uh, I'm going to have to make sure your producers have that mute button ready in case I slip up with a four-letter word. <laughs> you'll but be great. I, I don't think you'll have that problem, but I, I always look forward because you always have great guests. Absolutely. Still working on some guests, but uh, but very excited to uh, to be talking to you about some things All right, on always Thursday Always great night. to talk to you, Dan Schaefer. Uh, Nice have, to meet you. Have you fun. Too. Yeah, you, you two never met before. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know if you met him or you don't know? <laughs> no, I don't know why we've never met oh, one another before. Because you were on Mondays and he, he was an occasional guest. You know what? You're probably right. I know, as I often am. <laughs> Steve, you're, you're bringing people together here, Steve. <laughs> That's what I do. I spread sunshine and, of course, a big fan of old Dutch potato chips. All right, quick break for news on WTMJ.